Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. I moderated two strong discussions yesterday at the Sports Lawyers Association Conference. First, a session with three general counsels of the major leagues. That was followed by a session with four executive directors of the players' associations. We talked vaccinations, a return to sports. We talked revenue growth and voting legislation in certain states. It's always interesting to get the dynamic between labor and management and their primary goals and objectives. We'll have a complete report of yesterday's sessions in today's daily. Also, if you will be in Kiowa for the PGA Championship on Friday, please let me know. I'd love to say hi and see you. This is your Morning Buzzcast for Tuesday, May 18th. Good morning. I'm a Matt Core. Hope everybody is doing well. We're going to start with some news around MLS because MLS's Columbus soccer team has walked back its brand change. Yes, one week to the day since Columbus crew officially changed its name to Columbus SC, the team reached an agreement with supporters that changes some aspects of the rebrand and they will add back the word crew to the team's official name and logo. Members of the front office met with representatives of various supporters groups of the crew yesterday reached an agreement that when it came to the rebrand, the team moved too quickly and without enough input from their biggest fans. But to give them credit, ownership listened and the team will revert back to its original name of the Columbus crew, as well as make some changes to the logo. The two sides also agreed to create a supporter liaison position, which I find interesting. That position will better communicate with the team supporters groups. Another position to be created will handle broader community outreach efforts. So two positions to be created, both as a way to increase communication. And again, I know the team wish they had a do-over on this. They certainly certainly could have handled it better. But listen, ownership has worked very hard to restore trust in the Columbus market. Remember, that team was going to relocate to Austin, but the Save the Crew supporter group effort kept it in Columbus. Ownership has listened, reacted, reached an agreement, and that seems about as good an outcome as could have been expected here. So again, a couple of quick takeaways. Columbus reverting back to its previous brand, but also adding two positions to increase communication between the organization and supporters groups. And I think you could see more of those positions being created across sports. I mentioned the discussion yesterday with the sports lawyers, and they all stressed the need to get fans back to venues. Well, two good examples of where it's happening. Massachusetts announced its sports venues will be able to welcome full capacities beginning May 29th. So that's more than 35,000 at a sold-out Fenway Park. You also saw it last night in Raleigh, North Carolina, where 12,000 cheering fans attended Game 1 of the Hurricanes' win over the Predators. That 12,000 number, that is double the 6,000 the Hurricanes were planning to host before the state of North Carolina 
lifted capacity regulations on Friday. So the bottom line is these are both big steps forward for sports organizations much sooner than teams anticipated. It's very, very welcome news. Continue to look for this trend across sports. More details from the blockbuster Discovery Warner Media deal, which will become the second biggest media company in the country by revenue. The companies say that it will likely take a year to get through regulatory review. Also, a name for the new company will be announced later this week. R. John Aran listed his winners and losers in his SBJ Media newsletter last night, and he noted, like we did yesterday, it is a huge move for Discovery's David Zasloff. Now, that is a name you will hear mentioned among the most influential executives in sports now with this merger. Other winners? Anybody who is selling their media rights, so leagues and conferences, they get one more big bidder in the marketplace. So that is very good news if you're a league with your rights coming up like MLS, the Big Ten, or even the EPL. Because remember, Discovery owns Eurosport, so there could be some real interest there. Let's shift to the ad market because the news is quite positive. Fox Sports said the ad sales marketplace for football is the healthiest it's been in more than 10 years. Fox Sports Executive VP Seth Winner said the sports marketplace is moving ahead of every other marketplace as companies see sports programming as a foundational element of any media plan. Already, Fox Sports has booked more than half of its revenue projections for the season. Typically, by this point, Fox would be at about 25%. So again, pacing well ahead. That is very, very good news. Some hot categories. Insurance continues to be a big buyer. Movies and packaged goods are making a comeback. But tech, wireless, auto categories, very strong buyers. One new category showing strength, streaming platform. So again, the ad marketplace, very robust for sports, which is good news for the sports business. And finally, as we do around the buzzcast, let's end around people. And we have a couple of historic moves that bode well to diversifying the sports business. First, the Denver Broncos named Kelly Klein, Executive Director of Football Operations and Special Advisor to General Manager George Patton. Klein becomes the highest ranking female on the scouting side in NFL history. She joins the Broncos from the Vikings. And in a first of the NHL, two women will run a player development department. The Toronto Maple Leafs promoted Haley Wickenheiser to the role of Senior Director of Player Development. She then hired longtime coach Danielle Goyette, and the two will oversee the development of all players in the organization, from the NHL level to the juniors to college and overseas. So again, a first in the NHL, having two women run a player development department. Congratulations to Kelly, Haley, and Danielle as the sports industry continues to diversify its executive ranks. So that is your morning buzzcast for Tuesday, May 18th. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody has a great day. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, 
Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.